Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, 96.9-94.9. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola, and this is where you get all your Raider updates. And we've got John Gruden uh, from his post-practice press conference, and they're getting ready to play the 49ers. And you actually can't say 49ers, San Francisco. They're in Santa Clara. I've been there. Uh, I haven't been in a stadium, but I've driven by the new stadium in Santa Clara. Uh, so they're getting ready to play their final preseason exhibition game. So here is John Gruden, and this is courtesy of the Las Vegas Raiders. In white. So um, he's going to be out for a while. Uh, looks like Morrow will be out a little bit longer than White. So uh, that's unfortunate. But uh, we'll have to continue to develop our young linebackers and perhaps find another. Are we talking regular season openers 50 at this point? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to uh, announce any injuries until I have to, but obviously we're concerned about them being available. Does that create an opportunity for Tanner Muse and, and Divine Diablo at this point? Well, that's, that's, that's an understatement. Hopefully they, they rise to the occasion. People have done it before in this league, and Raiders have done that before, so... We'll see what happens. Alleviate some of that concern, um, you know, in, in terms of having to maybe look outside the building. To... Yeah, yeah. We hope that uh, Nick Kwiatkowski's uh, ready to go next week, um, and we'll continue. We'll continue to look at the position in, in its entirety. John, we've heard you talked a lot about Leatherwood, Mulrig, and, and Hobbs as far as the 2021 draft class, but as a whole, and the rest of the guys, can you just maybe heading into the final preseason game, give your overall assessment, what you like, what you've seen from the guys? Well, it's it's our all of our young players, last year's class and this year's class kind of combined, but you know, Alex is doing, doing okay. I'm not going to be his agent up here every week. The film's out there. You know, you can evaluate it yourself. We like him. Um, you know, we think Mary's going to be fine. He's doing a good job. He's asserting himself. Um, got a lot to prove, obviously, both those guys. And as far as the rest of the class, we think Gillespie's coming on as, as a safety in this defense. Uh, we think Nate Hobbs has proven that he's got a chance to help our football team. Um, Diablo's just getting a chance to showcase what he can do. 
And we think Malcolm is, is a guy that's going to be a part of our rotation at some point. He's got some ability. But we're anxious to see our net. Um, really anxious to see second-year class as well. Uh, yesterday, um, I'm sure you think his dessert, Willie Branch, um, or excuse me, Cliff Branch, got to be a finalist. Um, Two-part, two I'm sure you think it's deserved, but two, have you ever uh, thought about what Cliff Branch would be in today's game? Well, you know, Cliff was, um, you know, I'm glad you bring his name up. We sure miss him. God bless his family. He's, he was one of the, the brightest Raiders, brightest personalities I've ever met. But um, he was a threat. You know, I don't think Al Davis, I can't speak for John Madden or Flores or any of the guys that coached him, but um, I don't think you can measure his impact in catches and pro football-focused statistics. He was a threat to go all the way all the time. And if you didn't account for him, they were going to put a bomb on, his, uh, on you. <laughs> they were going to throw it. And if you did account for him, it was better for Casper. It was better for Mervin. It was better for everybody else. Fred will tell you that. So um, I think, you know, the fact that he was a great guy, a world champion, and a difference maker as a down-the-field receiver, it would be great to see him get in the Hall of Fame. One other current one. Um, what has Gus done in your mind? Because you know the tackle numbers last year in terms of missed. Did, did he come in specifically to obviously improve that? But what do you think he's done, and how easy is that to improve over the course of a year in terms of just tackling? Well, we got a lot of new tacklers too. So we got a new staff. We got a lot of new tackler candidates, and um, it's being emphasized as much or more than it ever has been in our drill work, in our meetings, and um, hopefully it shows in the game because we got some guys that are going to be really hard to tackle uh, coming right out of the chute. And um, I'm just going to continue to focus on the 49ers and try to finish the preseason uh, the best we can. Hey, John, how much uh, with, with um, Carl Joseph and Isaiah Johnson, how much of a concern is it the time they missed and what are their roles, you think, uh, going forward? Well, they, they missed a lot of time and somebody took their reps. And uh, we have to measure uh, everything as we make our final decisions on who's here and who's is. And I, I, would, I would hope Isaiah and Carl can go out there and showcase what they can do in this game. Um, we're planning on that, and we're going to end up keeping the right 53. I know uh, Amik was making those, you know, transition from outside corner to slot cornerback. Uh, he's gone on the field quite a bit uh, preseason. How has he come along in terms of that transition and where he is on his roster? Pretty good. He's, uh, he's a guy last year we tried to make a nickel corner. And that's a hard position in this league, as you know, with all the jet sweeps. If that jet sweep starts on the right and jets to the left, there's a good chance you got to bump into the box and be a linebacker. And I think Amik looked at that a little bit, you know, differently when Incognito was blocking him in the box. Uh, but now as an outside corner, you see what he is. You see the, the skill set that he has. He's played better. He's got more confidence. Not that he can't be a nickel because he has worked in there. But he's um, clearly at home on the outside. Max Crosby, he looks very fast and explosive out there. Yeah, he's wearing a mic today, so you'll be able to hear, you know, everything that, that he's about. And we got we got players wearing mics now. It's great. We're on hard knocks, so uh, you know, there's all kind of rumors out there about trades we were trying to make. Uh, we're a hot story here, you know. Max is doing great, though. To answer your question, he's he's. Um, like I say about Hobbs, he has this this thing about him. It's just it's just fun to be around him. He likes coming to work. His car, he's got an orange Porsche. Who the hell has an orange Porsche? I pull in here, there's an orange Porsche. I know he's in there. I leave at night, the orange Porsche is here. He's just, uh, he's a weird guy. He's a fun guy. He's a hell of a football player. And thank God we got him.
John, the rule changes, the points of emphasis this year, how noticeable, I guess, is it in the preseason and in your experience as it carries over to the regular season? What is that like? Well, you know, they called a taunting call, I think, on us last week. And also that's a big point of emphasis. I think it's a good point of emphasis. Who needs that taunting? Um, it's okay, I guess, to have seven guys celebrating after an interception. Uh, I kind of see, see that as taunting, but uh, whatever the, the points of emphasis are, if you're a coach, you have to emphasize it with your team. We brought in the officials to hear the points of emphasis, and we try to coach to that. Obviously, the rule on the outside where the corners can't cut the pulling linemen, that's a, that's a completely different rule. Uh, we'll see how that's enforced. Um, so to your question, yeah, we, we listen carefully and try to absorb it and coach it. I can't say what Leatherwood status is going to be yet either. We, uh, we're going to go play the 49ers and we're going to look at the players that we think we have to look at to uh, make the proper evaluation. John, to piggyback on that, you stressed since week one of training camp that not only picking the right 53, but coming away with 53 healthy bodies. Does it make it a little more difficult now that you're banged up as to who you're rotating in this weekend? Be a little more careful, critical. Well, you're forced, you know, into that when you lose two or three linebackers. You know, you don't want to play uh, Corey Littleton four quarters necessarily. You got to be smart. You know, you got to be realistic. I saw Jacksonville lost a great back the other night. You know, you have to um, do what you think you have to do to get your players ready to play. We've had good practices. We had two good scrimmages against the Rams. We realize we have two of the most physical teams on our schedule to start off with. So um, we're going to try to add up all the information and do what we think is best for every player and for this team. Tanner was, you know, obviously the strong side base linebacker. Has he shown uh, other tendencies that you feel? Well, he's had to. You know, he had to. All linebackers got hurt. White went down. Darren Lees was out. Wachowski was out. Morrow was out. Uh, second half, who's going in? Who's going inside? Diablo's out. Tanner went inside and give him credit. You know, he's playing Will, he's playing Otto, he's playing uh, two or three positions, and he's a very good special teams player. And he needs to play. He didn't play at all last year, and he hasn't really been a linebacker for more than six months. So this is good for him. Hopefully he gets another good experience against a great uh, offensive football team Sunday. Excites you about, uh, about Diablo. I think he's got athleticism and range. He has playing speed. Uh, he showed very good instinct, instincts at Virginia Tech at a couple different positions. So that combination is, is exciting. We think he and Corey Littleton uh, will give us two really athletic young linebackers. And uh, we're hoping he can be a fast track. You know, he's going to have to learn quickly on the run because uh, they're not postponing any of our games or delaying the, the startups. John, does historically, historically the preseason was four games and the third game was always kind of the dress rehearsal for the regular season. With only three preseason games. How does that change? Everything has changed. I mean, the number of players, when we cut players, the whole thing has changed. It's not just the number of preseason games. We also have 17 regular season games. The bye weeks have changed. Uh, everything has changed. Nothing stays the same. And it's up to you, Paul. Is it getting better or worse? I'd love to see that piece. Did you get a quote from you, Jonathan? Huh? Did you get a quote from you? No, I have nothing to say. I just, you know, I sometimes I just marvel at how, how football has changed so much and what you uh, what you had to do to train again. We're practicing at 7 a.m. 
to beat the Heat. Nothing's the same for us. I mean, I don't know any team in the history of football that starts as early as we do. We had a scrimmage against the Rams at 9.30. Our guys were up ready to go in the lobby at 7. Uh, so nothing's, nothing's the same, and, and I'm sure it will continue to change, hopefully for the better. How does being thin at linebacker kind of increase the importance for the nickelback to kind of serve as a third linebacker when it comes to stopping the run? Well, the nickel's not going to be the linebacker. You might have a dime linebacker, a guy that's 215 or 20 pounds, perhaps uh, a Joseph or an Abram, a Gillespie, uh, a guy that can take on blocks, uh, shed blocks, and physically you know, take the pounding in there like T.J. Ward started this several years ago. And now a lot of teams use the extra safety as a dime linebacker. So that's something we're kicking around, and uh, we're going to continue to look at our linebacker situation and do what we think is best for our team. Okay, guys, have a good day. Psst, Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. So, the alliance. The alliance that has no paperwork. Kind of like old school handshakes, I guess, uh, between the commissioners. So we've got a response from the SEC's Greg Sankey, who's the commissioner in the Big 12, Bob Bowlesby. The Big 12 is kind of the little sister in this deal, being left out um, and not knowing where they're going to go and are they going to try to go and uh, get some schools to join them. So we've got their response to the Big 10, ACC, Pac-12 Alliance. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby have responded to Tuesday's announcement of an alliance between ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. The alliance created in the aftermath of the SEC's power move to poach Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12 was short on details from its three commissioners. However, it covered broad philosophical topics such as scheduling and governance. We And we talked about this. Um, this is from Sankey. We have respect for each of our conference colleagues and look forward to our future collaborations. I believe we remain unified by our shared beliefs around the positive impact college sports has on lives of student athletes and throughout our communities. You know what? I'm getting tired of these guys saying we're here for the benefit of the students. This is all about money. This is all about television revenue and how much money they can make. Yeah, they're going to take care of the student athletes, but let's be upfront about it. 
these moves are being made because they want to get more money. Uh, in the SEC, we are proud of our collective academic commitment to commitment and athletic accomplishments. Look forward to continuing to offer our student athletes great educational and championships opportunities in the years ahead. Bowlesby, meanwhile, projected a message of confidence on behalf of his conference Wednesday, even though the new alliance appears to leave the Big 12 on an island in the evolving college sports landscape. Bowlesby pointed out that many observers have noted that the details and real implications of the partnerships of the three conferences remain unclear. Unclear is like being nice. Um, the practical impacts of the arrangement are yet to be seen, Bowlesby said. The Big 12 Conference has every expectation that we will continue to compete at the highest levels and be intimately and actively involved in the national athletics agenda. Um, with Texas and Oklahoma on track to join the league by 2025, at the latest, the SEC has cemented itself as the premier college conference in the land. Um, that move has left the Big 12 kind of in limbo. Well, it could attempt to expand by adding best programs from the group of five leagues, such as AAC, Mountain West. Uh, those moves would likely do a little help to the Big 12 recoup the lost revenue. No kidding. Uh, that could determine whether it remains power conference status, both in terms of finances and influence. One of the projected uh, school, two schools looking at uh, the Big 12 or the Big 12 would like would be BYU and Boise. Um, BYU has their own television deal, so that would bring in a lot there. Boise has apparently been a pretty good program, top 20 program. Uh, you know, the other question is, and, and just for our sake, how does this factor in with UNLV? And again, with an interim AD, and as, as they said with the Pac-12, they already have met with schools that are interested. Um, I guarantee you that meeting was with Desiree Reed Francois, not with Eric Harper. Um, so UNLV could be on the outside looking in when all the dust settles on this. Um, and we'll see what happens. So uh, ACC commissioner said, we want need the Big 12 to do well. The Big 12 matters in college athletics. Uh, the Big 12... In Power 5 Athletics in our FBS group, I can tell you we'll, that we'll be watching what occurs here. Obviously, as this transition is supposed to be taking place for another four years, uh, trust me, this is going to happen next year. Um, but this group in particular will be very interested to see what happens and do everything we can to make sure college athletics looks similar to what it is today about the numbers of opportunity, commitment to one another, support of one another during really difficult moments which we're faced with right now. So again, we've had to reply back from the uh, SEC and the Big 12 to the Alliance. So we'll keep you up to date on what's happening with the Alliance. But uh, you're listening to Coach's Corner. We'll be back right after this short break. Coach's Corner continues. Welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort. And Christian, you've got this great event coming up uh, September 10th through the 12th, the fourth annual Casablanca Rib Fest. So tell us a little bit about it. 
Absolutely. We, we have three of the uh, top barbecue vendors in the country coming to the Casablanca Resort uh, September 10th through 12th. And, you know, the, these three vendors, they've been, they've been going at it for a long time and have finished really well in all the major competitions. They have over 300 awards between the three of them um, competing in, in barbecue competitions across the country. And you can come out to the Casablanca Resort and get some great ribs and some great barbecue and, and try their food. Yeah, so the Rip Fest is free to the public. Uh, food and beverages, you, you will purchase them. But you've got some of the best, like you said, some of the best barbecue people. You have some of the, some of the vendors are Austin, Texas Lightning, Chicago uh, Barbecue Company, and the Texas Outlaw Barbecue. Um, and those three alone have more than 250 first-place awards in their 25 years. Um, and then you've got a special guest. Who's your special guest for this? Yeah, we're we're real excited about this. We we have the the number one competitive eater in the in the <laughs> whole world, uh, Joey Chestnut, coming out uh, to the Casablanca Rib Fest on Saturday, September 11th, and he's going to be here all day. He's going to be doing some great stuff. He's going to be judging some eating competitions that we have uh, during the event. He's going to be uh, doing an autograph session. So if you're a Joey Chestnut fan, you got to come out. You can get to meet him and get an autograph um, right there at the event on September 11th. He may, like, uh, eat all the food of one of these vendors. He may go to one of the vendors' places and just, like, destroy their, their supply. Absolutely. This guy is no joke. He ate 76 <laughs> hot dogs in 10 minutes at the, uh, the Nathan's Famous uh, Hot Dog Eating Contest this July. And he's eaten over nine pounds of pulled pork is his personal record. Oh, um, and uh, it's just an amazing feat. And uh, we think it's a great tie. And I think, I think fans of barbecue are going to enjoy his appearance and enjoy his time at the Casablanca Rib Fest. So you're also going to have some fun for, uh, for people come up. You'll have some tailgating games, uh, daily eating contests. You'll have the DJ playing. Uh, and then you're going to have some, some friendly competitions. So tell us about the – some of the, the, the mesquite competition that you're having. Absolutely. This is, you know, the Casablanca Rib Fest is a, is a great community event. These, these fun contests really uh, dive into that. We're, we're going to have a competition, a watermelon eating contest competition between the three principals in mesquite from the high school, the middle school, and the <laughs> elementary school. And Joey Chestnut's going to be the official judge for this competition. And the winning schools, uh, Mesquite Gaming and the Casablanca Resort, are going to donate $500 towards their school. And then one the, the this competition has been going on for all four years of of the event. The Mesquite Police Department's going to take on the Mesquite Fire Department again in a in a five person watermelon eating contest. Joey Chestnut will be our official judge for this competition, and Casablanca and Mesquite Gaming are going to be happy to donate a thousand dollars to the charity of choice to the Wayne Department. Uh, so it's a great way for the community to get involved. Uh, like we said, we have the, the best judge of an eating contest in Joey Chestnut you can have. It's just going to be a lot of fun for the community to come out. And then you also will have, you'll let the attendees will get to choose which barbecue they love the most and vote for the People's Choice Award. Um, and a team with the most votes by Sunday evening will win how much? $2,000 cash. And, you know, this is a, a, another great way to engage the community. You know, our, our, our task with this Casablanca Rib Fest for people to come out and eat and enjoy their time. But this adds an extra fold to it. They get to vote for their favorite barbecue vendor. And uh, whoever has the most votes at the end of, uh, end of the, uh, the, the day on Sunday is going to win an extra $2,000 to them. So it's really important people to come out, try all three vendors, and vote for your favorite. Yeah, so this is the uh, fourth annual 2021 Casablanca Rib Fest, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. 
up at the Casablanca Hotel in Mesquite. So, um, Christian, want to thank you for uh, letting our listeners know about this. And uh, like I said, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up and check this out. Absolutely, Coach. you got to vote for your favorite barbecue and uh, join the masses as you come to the Casablanca Resort on that great weekend. Christian, thank you very much for uh, informing us of uh, this great event that you have. Thank you. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And article by Mark Anderson in the Review Journal today. Um, and here we go. Whoever's running the Legion Stadium, booking events in, done it again. USC LSU to meet in the 2024 season at Allegiant Stadium. Southern Cal and Louisiana State um, often enter each season with hopes of playing for the national championship. Instead, they will meet at Allegiant Stadium in early 2024 in a showdown of traditional college football powers. Um, official announcements should be sometime today. The matchup is the latest in top college events for the stadium, which opened last year. We've got Brigham Young in Arizona scheduled to meet September 4th. Uh, the Pac-12 championships will take there the next two years. The Las Vegas Bowl has changed their whole format, and it will be Pac-12, Big Ten, and Southeast Conference over the next five years with teams rotating in and out. So whoever's doing the scheduling for events at Allegiant Stadium is doing a great job in bringing this is going to bring in a lot of um, non-residents and with that that means hotel rooms means hotel room tax to pay off the stadium um, the other thing is the Allegiant also has hopes of being a host to one of the collegiate football national playoff championship series um, so they've been working on that uh, they're also working on final four for basketball uh, so they've, they've got a lot of irons in the fires for the Allegiant stadium, um, which is really good. So you got to give, you got to give the people at Allegiant stadium, a lot of credit for what they're booking. And it's great that, um, this stadium is really paying off by bringing in these outside events. And again, USC LSU to meet in 2024. So you're listening to the coach's corner on the highway radio network. We'll be back right after this short break. Now, let's get back to Coach's Corner. Here again, your host. And welcome to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And we have Christian Adderson of the Casablanca Hotel and Resort in Mesquite, Nevada. 
And he's here to tell us about the 2021 Super Run Car Show, uh, which will be September 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, and this is a partnership with Las Vegas Cruising Association. So, Christian, thanks for coming on the show. And tell everybody about how big an event this is. This is a huge event for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, the Mesquite Super Run is, is a great car show event, and we're going to have over 600 cars uh, displayed over a three-day uh, weekend here in Mesquite over September 17th through 19th. So if you're a car fan, you're going to see everything up here, vintage cars, new cars, customs, rat rods. I mean, really, if you're a car fan, you're going to see every type of car uh, up here at the Casablanca Resort over that weekend. And then you've got uh, a lot of money to be awarded, correct? Absolutely. Uh, 15000 in cash and, and drawing prizes uh, for car show participants, and over 260 total awards will be given out. Uh, we have a lot of great cars, and we're going to recognize those great cars that come out and participate in the Mesquite Super Run Car Show. And a lot of those awards are based on the voting of attendees, correct? Absolutely. One of the many great things about the Super Run event is, one, it's free to the public to attend, and also the public can vote for their favorite car, and that goes to the results uh, of the contest. So when you come out to the Casablanca Resort uh, for Super Run, make sure you grab your ballot when you're, while you're walking around and looking at these great cars and vote for your favorite car. Yeah, and some of, some of the events include open header cruises, slow drag competition, roaring engines, bring your earplugs, people, um, burnout competition um so for more information you can go visit superrun.com now this event is this do you also have this spread out throughout the city of mesquite we do yeah the the, the event takes place at the the casablanca resort and then right across the street uh, at the old oasis property we utilize that parking lot and then you'll see cars at our sister property the virgin river hotel and casino and then during that open header cruise, these cars uh, really open it up, and they uh, <laughs> they cruise through town, and and uh, not a bad spot to to look at these great cars when that's going around. And and I think that's the beauty of this event is you not only get to look at these great cars, we get to see what's under the hood and see them in action with the open header cruise, the slow drag, roaring engines, and that burnout competition. So, like I said, car fan, you got to get up here for Super Run September seventeenth through the nineteenth. Yeah, and it's open to the public and it's free. Uh, but if you want rooms, where do they go to get rooms? Absolutely. Go to CasablancaResort.com or VirginRiver.com and uh, book book your hotel as soon as you can. Uh, we will sell out that weekend with over 600 cars and all the great car fans coming up to Mesquite for that weekend. We're definitely going to be sold out that weekend. Yeah, so it's a great event um, that you guys put on. And as you said, over 600 vehicles. Um and as you said, every possible combination of cars from a, a you know, a classic car to rat rods, um, you know, and then the, you know, when they have these burnouts and things, I mean, you got flames coming out of the exhaust. Uh, it, it's a great event, a great event for anybody that's a car buff. Uh, and if you're not a car buff, maybe we can turn you into a car buff by coming up and checking it out. Absolutely. There's nothing better than bringing the whole family up here. It's free to the public. Wander around and see just some beautiful cars, and yeah, once you get that that uh, classic car itch, it's it's hard to get uh, to scratch it. But walking around and getting to see all these cars in action is a great way to uh, enjoy a great weekend up here at the Casablanca Resort. Right, and you and you've got the Casablanca Resort in itself with its uh, unbelievable pool and spa. Uh, you've got the hotel with the uh, uh, the restaurants, and 
it's a one-stop shop, basically, if you if you come up there to the Casablanca Hotel up in Mesquite. So, Christian, want to thank you very much for talking about the 2021 Super Run, which will go from September 17th, 18th, and 19th at the Casablanca and Virgin River Hotel and Casino. So, Christian, thank you for coming on the show and informing our listeners of this event. Thanks, Coach. Bob, quick, the neighbors, there they go again. Every weekend, and they're gone for the night. Where do you think they go? Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? Go ask them when they get back. They're back. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we can afford $99. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. All of our shows can be found on the internet by by via a number of different links. You can go to SoundCloud, and uh, Coach's Corner will be there. You can go to Anchor. You can go to my Facebook page, Jim Bola, or my Twitter account, CoachBola52, or HighwayRadio.com. Scroll down to the first page, bottom right-hand corner, was a Coach's Corner logo. Click on that. That will take you to SoundCloud. So we appreciate everybody listening on the Internet to our shows. So Las Vegas Aces. Uh, coming off of a loss to Connecticut. So we're going to bring you Bill Lambert's post-game comments right now, and then I'm going to come back and talk about the preview for the game tonight versus the Atlanta Dream. All right, everybody, give me one second to dole out recording privileges. All right, I think that's everybody. If it isn't, go ahead and hit me up in the chat, and I will get you hooked up. Uh, Bill, you want to go ahead and start with an opening statement? Recording in progress. Uh, yeah, you give credit to Connecticut. They played a hard basketball game. They did what they had to do today. Um, we didn't. Um, got way too many turnovers, uh, and it's bad turnovers. I mean, we didn't have any movement in offense. We preached movement for three days, and we still were stagnant, 60 points again. Uh, anomaly age is never going to do that again in their whole life. So it was a combination of multiple factors, but at the same time, you know, it's on us. We at game plan from the coaches. We probably could have done a little better job. Uh, the players definitely need to execute a lot better. We need to become collectively a more tough mentally team. Uh, and if we can do that, we'll be okay. It's a long way to go in the season. Uh, yeah, we lost the season series 3-0 to them. They give them credit, but uh, we're not as uh, bad as we showed tonight. All right, let's start things off with Sam Gordon. Uh, Bill, this team really uh, presents some struggles uh, for you guys on the offensive end that they have this season. What about this particular matchup is the most challenging part? Well, they're big and long and strong. So, you know, they can, they can they use their length on us. Uh, and, you know, it, it bothered us a little bit. It bothers Asia a little bit today, a lot of it today. Uh, Liz doesn't bother Liz. Uh, but, you know, they play a half-court game. And there's three games in a row we played them. They got us playing their game instead of us playing our game. I said, I give them credit for that, but a lot of it falls upon us. We didn't move the ball and push the ball. That's who we are. And I preached that for three days and we went out there and we didn't do it. So, you know, I, I think it's half and half. Half was them, half was us today. Thank you. 
TC? Hey, Bill, when you're facing a team like this that has so much length, like you talked about, how much emphasis is put on, um, you know, crashing the glass and then especially like, you know, the second uh, chance points that they're getting? Yeah, well, we talked about that, too. you got to put a body on somebody, and we didn't. And that's not who we are, really. We're an out-jump people team. But when you play a team like this, they, they're very long, and they're very strong, and they push it under the basket. So we have to do something different than we normally do, and we've so far been unable to execute that. Uh, and they have, and that's been the difference. They've executed their game plan. We have not, and that's why they've won 3-0 against us so far. Can you pinpoint what you think uh, happened to Asia? I know everyone thinks, you know, not anonymously, uh, just uh, what happened. Can you can you factor? No, I think she gets in her own head at that time. You know, she didn't have a very good start. And, and in the second half, she missed a couple easy shots and then just kind of put her head down. She has to play through that. Uh, she's our leader, and we need her to be, you know, a little bit more aggressive throughout the course of the game. You can have a bad game, but you can do other things on, on the side. You can play defense, and you can pass, and you can rebound. And, you know, just one of those things that got her down today. All right, thanks. Bill, the 12 turnovers weren't a, a huge number for us, but the 24 points off certainly were. What do you attribute that to? We had 14 turnovers, which is over our norm, and 26 points because we threw the ball to them and they went for fast break layups. Uh, you know, and, and ball, entering the ball because we didn't have any movement. We stood. And, you know, every team scouts everybody else, so they knew – where we're going to enter the ball, and we didn't get open. We didn't work to get open. We didn't work physical enough, and they took advantage of it. Can you look ahead to Atlanta for us real quick? Uh, what does Atlanta present? Uh, what sort of challenges do they present given their current lineup? Well, you know, they made coaching changes twice now in this season, which is unusual, but they have guard heavy. Uh, you know, Williams is going to be a handful. Uh, our interior play should be, you know, a, a dominant situation for us, hopefully. Uh, and, you know, it is, it, it's a road game, and we have to put this one behind us, so this in the trash can, and we went out. We went out, we get the second seed or the first seed, and that's what we're shooting for. Thanks a lot, Coach. We'll see you in Atlanta on Thursday. So that was Coach Bill Lambert coming off of a very disappointing loss to um, Connecticut Sun, where they only scored 62 points. Asia Wilson won for 15 um, you're not going to win games when, when that happens. So tonight, Atlanta Dream, 4 o'clock our time in Atlanta. Um, so we're going to see if Asia Wilsons can shake off being one for 15 and come out ready to play. Now Atlanta is just not – they're on their third head coach. Um, their second coach was a friend of mine, Mike, Mike – uh, um, man, I forgot his name. But uh, he ended up resigning because he was interim. I talked to his agent, and Atlanta wanted to make him permanent, and he didn't want to become permanent there. So he resigned, quote-unquote, because of health reasons. So they are on their third coach right now during the season. The Dream are statistically the league's worst defensive team, allowing 108 points uh, per 100 possessions. Um, the Aces scored 118 against them in the first meeting on July 4th. So the we'll see if the Aces can come back. Now, the Aces, even though they lost to uh, Connecticut, clinched their first, third straight WNBA playoff berth Wednesday by virtue of New York's loss to Phoenix. So Las Vegas is 17-7 and seven and is atop the Western Conference standings. 
by percentage points over reigning league champion Seattle, who is 18 and 8. But the Aces have the tiebreaker there. Connecticut is the overall leader in the WNBA uh, standings. Um, so Connecticut is 18 and 6. And as I said, the Aces are 17 and 7. Seattle is 18 and 8. And um, the Aces have clinched that playoff spot. So that's good news for the Aces in their quest to win a WNBA championship. You're listening to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network, brought to you by the Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. 